Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson. You know, you're lucky that Tums is such a handy help. Because when some favorite food, hasty eating, or too much to eat or drink gives you heartburn or sour stomach, Tums can relieve that excess acid pain on the spot. You don't wait, not a minute, for Tums' fast neutralizing action to make you feel comfortable again. You don't need water or a spoon or a glass. No mixing, no fussing. Just pop a couple of Tums in your mouth the next time acid indigestion strikes after you've overindulged in food or smoking. Once you experience that wonderfully fast relief, you'll never be without a roll of Tums in your pocket or purse. So get a roll today. Tums. T-U-M-S. Tums for the tummy. Frankly, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what Mr. McGee is up to this morning, but he's been rushing around all over town. First, he went to the tailor shop. Hey, Moore, you got that blue serge suit of mine ready yet? I just finished it, according to the measurement she gave me. Slip into the coat, please. Where will I take this one off? You're not going to like this. I tell you, it's... Slip it on me. Slip it on me. That's uh... it. Yeah, this is okay. Nice and roomy. But I keep telling you, it fits like a sack. You've got room for two more hips. Mr. McGee, what's the idea? Ah, you'll see, Maury. You read the paper tonight. Boy, read the paper. Then he went to a hardware store. You sure this is the smallest whisk room you got, bud? Absolutely, sir. Mm, let me see it. Mm, makes a pretty big bulge, but I guess it'll have to do. Ah, let's see how it works. Well, you're not supposed to sweep the floor with it, though. Sure you don't want a regular broom? No, I'll take this one. It's okay. Well, may I ask what use you have in mind for it, sir? Ha, 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 you'll see, bud. Read the paper tonight, boy. Read the paper. And with that... He hurried on home, where we find him now, just coming up the front sidewalk. Oh, hi, kiddo. I'm home. What you doing out here? Just picking some flowers for the living room. Did you get all your errands run? Yep, I'm getting everything all set. First thing I done was I had this blue serge suit taken out. Here, I'll show you how it fits. Let me hold your coat. I take it all you're going to model out here on the porch is your coat, I hope. Yep. There. How's it look since I had it let it out? Like it was three sizes too big for you. <laughs> that coat has the loose, easy fit of a blue serge tarp thrown over a Jeep by a late-for-dinner mechanic. That's on because, because there's nothing in it but me. Wait till I get three or four baseballs in each pocket. They'll fill me out. Yes, and they'll go well with that small basketball you're packing in front, too. What small victim? <laughs> you mean my chest. <laughs> if that's your chest, the lower drawers have been pulled out. Uh-uh. <laughs> if I were you... Oh... Here comes our neighbor. Hmm? Oh, oh, hi, Les. Hello, Mr. McGee, Mrs. McGee. Hi, Les. I, I was kind of wondering if you'd bought your tickets yet for the charity ball game this afternoon. No, we haven't bought any tickets, Lester. No, and furthermore, we're not going to buy any. Oh, well, gee, now, I, I kind of thought you two would want to buy a couple. 
It's for the milk fund, you know, the college all-stars against the major league headliners. We know. Businessmen are going to sell peanuts and popcorn. Chief of police is going to be Bat Boy. And the governor, uh, he, he's coming over to throw out the first ball. Sure, and the proceeds go to the milk fund. I'm not buying any tickets, Les. Well, I tell you, I, I just won't say anything about it. I, I'm not going to embarrass my neighbor by going back to the ticket committee and saying Mr. McGee just isn't interested in helping out the milk fund for the kids by buying a couple of tickets. Don't you worry about what they'll think of you, Mr. McGee, because I won't tell them. Well, you see... I'll, I'll just say to him, I'll, I'll say, uh, Mr. McGee's at home with, with a broken leg, I'll say. That's why he's not going. Oh, he didn't say we weren't going, Lester. He just said we aren't buying tickets. He because, didn't... Les, my boy, you're talking to the most important man at that ball game today. It's supposed to be a secret till the game starts, but I am going to be the umpire. No. Yeah. In fact, when today's game is over... I may take my place in history alongside of that other famous umpire, old Tom Dumpty, that used to ump in the Three-I League back in Peoria. Tom Dumpty? Yep. Well, I don't think I ever heard... Oh, you must have seen his name in print, Les, in the lineup, where it says, Pitcher J. Smith, Catcher H. Jones, Ump T. Dumpty. Gee <laughs> 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 hey, don't you get it, Les? Ump T. Dumpty sat on a wall. It, it ain't funny, McGee. <laughs> oh. Why... Well, you, you can't do a good job of umping sitting on a wall, Mr. McGee. No, you, you got to get right in there. Ah, oh, forget it. I'll see you at the ball game. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. It's tough to be left out. Yes, ask any serviceman how it feels when the mail is being distributed to discover he's drawn a blank. A letter from home at mail call provides the greatest lift in the daily life of a serviceman. The comfort and reassurance of a letter are proof that they are remembered and still belong, even though they are hundreds or even thousands of miles from home. There are more than a million Americans now serving in our armed forces overseas, and more than two million in training in the United States but away from home for the first time. The USO, through its clubs and camp shows, goes around the world with our servicemen and knows at first hand that direct contact with home through frequent friendly letters is more important than ever to today's men in uniform. The USO and the U.S. Department of Defense emphasize they do not encourage letter writing to strangers. But if you haven't written this week to that friend or relative, do so now. Believe me, your letter will be appreciated. <laughs> Now listen again, Molly. Strike one! Strike two! Strike three! <sighs> Which one you like best? First one, I think. Look, isn't it about time we get out from under the stands and started going out Don't there? Don't you worry, kiddo. They can't start without me. So you like strike? Huh? Yeah, me too. That's the one I'll use. Now when I call a runner out, should it be... You're off! Or you're off! Hmm. Well, I'm not sure which one of those I like best. Maybe I'll give just a fast sweeping motion with my thumb. You know, like a hitchhiker. Only over my shoulder. No, no, I'd skip the thumb deal. They won't hear that on the radio, anyhow. That's right. I forgot this was going to be broadcasted. I hope some big major league official listens in. This might lead to anything. Steer it! You're out! Ball two! 
Ah, boy, I was never in better voice. Yes, I'm sure you'll be a howling success. Only one thing puzzles me, and I haven't gotten a straight answer out of you yet. What's that? How on earth did you ever get this job of umpiring the big charity game? Oh, now that's going to begin in another five minutes, I'll tell you. I donated ten bucks to get the job. Well, that's very charitable of you, but why all the secrecy? Because there's a dozen guys who'd give a hundred bucks to be in my spot today, that's why. Oh, dear. I don't know what there is about baseball that brings out the junior in so many seniors. <laughs> I guess you boys never get too old to dream that you can step in and hit the home run that'll win the World Series. What you mean? I never dreamed about hitting any homers. No, I guess you just dreamed two baggers. <laughs> you threw yourself out of bed last winter sliding into second, you know. That was a three-bagger, and I was sliding for third. I'd have made it, too, if you hadn't woken me up. Well, I wouldn't have woken you if you hadn't have taken the covers with you. Honestly, McGee, your grammar gets worse. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, um. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hey, you better get out there and get to work, Johnny. Everybody's there, the governor and all. Here, life will start without you. Huh, don't you worry, boy. They can't start without me. Till I walk out there and holler, play ball. There's no ball game. Uh, I'm glad you think so, Johnny. Just thought I'd drop in and tell you. The score is six to nothing in the third inning so far. Yeah. What? Third inning? My gosh, how could they... <laughs> Relax, son. Just my little joke. Oh. <laughs> you should get out there, though, Ump, before they do let somebody else um. Yeah, I better, I guess. As soon as I check everything over. Hey, is my little black bow tie straight? Yes, it's straight. Your Adam's apple's crooked, though. Yeah, well, I better check my gestures once more. I want to be sure and look good out there. I'll run through the routine, and you two can tell me how I'm doing. You ready? Ready. again, Johnny. Give it a little more dip from the left knee when you spread your hands. Like this? Be safe! What would happen if you dip even a little further down? Give it a little more bend. Like this? Be safe! Oh, McGee, your pants. Mm, that's what I thought would happen if you dip down that far. Well, you won't need me anymore, I guess. I didn't need you in the first place. I've got some safety pins here. I had a feeling. Uh... I'll be running along, kids. Gotta get out there and grab my seat. And Johnny, if you hear that ripping noise again, you better do the same. <laughs> Darn him, anyhow. Always something going wrong at the last Hold minute. Hold still. I don't want to stab you. Okay. There you are. Straighten up. How's it look? How's my pants? Can you see anything? Just pants. Come on now. Up this way. Gee, I... I feel all goosebumps, Molly. Quick, tell me. How many strikes are there to an inning? How many strikes? Three strikes to the out. Three outs to the side. Two sides to the inning. Nine innings to the game. And watch the bleachers. That's where the pop bottles come from. Okay, kiddo. Well, here I go. Coming to you over WVIS from the Wistful Vista Ballpark, where the college all-stars and the major league headliners are about to start the fourth annual charity game. The umpire's just walking out on the field. Oh, this is a new man this year. His name is... Uh, let me see, uh, looks like Mr. Fibber McGee. He walks over to the mound behind the pitcher and raises his hand. We've got a mic down in the field there. See if we can pick him up as he says, Strike! Or a foul, or I mean, a play ball. He play ball, he said. Finally. Now the governor in a box behind the home team dugout stands up to throw out the first ball. Ah, he looks pretty professional there. You know, I think we've got a governor this year who throws overhanded. Yes, sir, he's winding up to make the toss out to the pitcher. And there it goes. It's a beauty right to the pitcher's box to... No, the umpire's in the way. Look out. Oh! He's down. He's out. The governor beamed the umpire. This is an emergency, folks. Is there an umpire in the house calling all umpires? 
calling all um... We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. NBC means F-U-N when you're in your C-A-R. City streets are then again if you're traveling F-A-R. So put an R-A-D-I-O in your own A-U-T-O. And listening's best, you will agree on NBC from A to Z. Where are you right now? Maybe, like so many million other Americans, you're on the road. Driving along a superb throughway, or a great highway, or maybe poking along a quiet byway. If you're listening in your automobile, you know how much radio adds to your driving pleasure and efficiency, too. If you're home and the car is in your garage, we hope there's a radio in it, so that when you're out for a spin, your family won't miss their favorite NBC programs. And if there's no radio in your car, what are you waiting for? Get one tomorrow. And know the thrill of radio on the go. Oh, he's coming too now, Doctor. Dearie, you all right? McGee, how do you feel? Oh, oh, I'm all one big headache. We know exactly how you feel. You're a big headache to us, too. Why on earth didn't you duck? What? And miss the political opportunity of a lifetime? Opportunity? Well, getting beamed by the governor's throw ought to be good for a nice fat state job. Now, suppose you two let me rest a while. I've had a hard day. Good night. Oh, dear. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Robert Easton as Les, and Jack Moyles as the sports announcer. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us tomorrow night to see Mr. McGee turn private eye to run down a big gang of counterfeiters on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Here are the heart of the news with Jim Fleming on the NBC radio network.